Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing on this fine day? I'm all right. I oh. am drinking a sweet cinnamon punch once more, a Suzyongwa, delicious <laughs> oh, God. rice cinnamon together <laughs> at last i know i started the podcast waxing lyric about, about how delicious the cinnamon punch is uh, last week but i think on this shot it's it's even more delicious <laughs> i have to say one of my favorite alcoholic drinks is korean it's uh makoli it's kind of like, oh, like rice wine it's kind of like this nice. thick soupy rice wine a bit like rice pudding but imagine if rice mm. pudding was good um uh, that. <laughs> that's alcoholic yeah it's kind of like it's a bit like sake in some respects but it's kind of sweeter more flavorful a bit milky a bit like a cocktail, mm, but okay. macaroni. A little bit like a like a like a Korean horchata, you know, like a cinnamon milky ricey drink that <laughs> the Mexicans eat here drink. It's delicious. It is like that, yeah. That's good. If you go into any Korean restaurant, it's always on the menu and they come in like different flavours, but amazing stuff. Like we, we talked about Korean food last week and our love for it. And there are some good Korean food like good Korean places in London as well, right? Near where you are. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, like, well, near where I am, as in, um, I live in Hertfordshire now, but where I used to live, <laughs> uh, obviously, a lot of Korean barbecue places with those big kind of um, like the, the the burners that are in front of you that you you cook your own food, and then like the uh, the, the the kind of extractor fans that kind of the, the cooker hoods yeah. effectively that sort of uh, go down at the bottom. It's, actually, uh, oh, beautiful. I actually had that for dinner just yesterday, yakiniku in Japan. Mm. Um, yeah, you get a big grill and you get a massive plate covered in meat. At a reasonable price, and then you cook yeah. it over the over the barbecue. It's quite fun, but I'm a bit a little bit lazy. I just don't. I'm not, I'm the sort of person who'd rather just cook it for me. Sit, yeah, cook it for <laughs> me. I'll sit there, bring me the food, eat it, job done. Like the idea of like cooking your own food. I don't know. Seems good in pra- it seems good in like as an idea, but in practice, it's just effort, isn't it? Effort. Yeah, I, I, t- I tell you what's also effort. W- watching the uh, cr- the Bronze Band channel, I have what? yet to uh, watch your um, YouTube uh, of your abuse of YouTube uh, uh, comments. Abuse of YouTuber. Abuse of Yes, I did have a video come out uh, the other day called "Why I'm the Worst Foreigner in Japan," based off of <laughs> people leaving stupid comments. I haven't made a hate mail reading video since like 2017. 
but I'd just been right. piling up. And um, there was one on there. There was the centerpiece, which we did read out on this podcast when it happened in, I think, December. And that was the person that was angry at Joey and I for eating the bee larvae, um, the bee larvae mm. stuff in um, the second episode of Journey Across Japan 2 with Natsuki. But we had to eat a local food in Nagano. The food we got was bee larvae. And it was just horrible, and Natsuki was sick. And the person commented <laughs> that we were disrespectful to, to the people of Japan, and it's a shame. Uh, and that's why all Japanese hate foreigners, because of people like me. Oh, it made me so angry. I'm not triggered easily I by hate with, comments. I actually that agree, I agree with that, to be honest. Get out. Get out, <laughs> Pete. I hate you. Um, but, like, yeah, there was some stupid comments. I had a guy called Ivan who was angry at my British accent. Like, I made this... I made the oh. Fukushima documentary, this slick produced documentary about an important subject, and Ivan just went, I hate British accents, they're horrible. And I was like, thanks, Ivan. Is that the place to comment? <laughs> Any other video, I wouldn't input. care. I got a comment from a guy called Clifford Jazway, which is the best name I've ever heard. Nice. Clifford Jazway, telling me if I don't like Japan, I should go home to my own country. For t- I don't know why he said that. I don't know what I've said that's critical, but... That guy okay. sounds like Eon Sods. That guy just sounds like Eon Sods and... Clifford Jasway. You own swords, <laughs> don't you? You own a sword. You not can't love, talk. Not love pillows. Or, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not bitter about not living in Japan, am I? I'm not having a little cry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I nicknamed, in the video, I nicknamed these sort of commenters as like Last Samurai Syndrome because they feel like they're like the last <laughs> defence between other foreigners in Japan. They sit there and defend yeah. Japan from foreigners in the comfort of their basement over the keyboard. And another comment was angry <laughs> at Joey and I for journey across Japan. In an episode, we went to a, a capsule hotel. We stayed in a capsule hotel and the bathtubs right. were like these weird plant pot shaped bathtubs. They're just like a giant plant pot. And we had two mm. matching plant pots and we could sit in them both. And we joked and were like, Haha, it's like a plant pot. And the guy was like, you and your friend, your sneering tone is so condescending about the, <laughs> The plant shop, the plant pot shaped bathtubs, and I was like, "Is that something to get offended about?" Like compared to like Logan Paul filming people that have taken their lives in a forest, throwing Pokemon balls at police officers. That's something to get angry about. Two people Stop laughing there, about a silly bathtub is fine, but honestly, it's a, kill me look, now. The plant pot bathtubs are an inherent part. <laughs> Of an important part of Japanese culture and history, and the sooner you absolute idiots respect that, <laughs> to absolute <laughs> gaijin idiots, <laughs> the sooner you respect should've, that, the better. Should have done a, an a, apology video for for my bad, <laughs> my terrible things I've done to the and to the, the plant pot bathtub company. Of, another comment, of, uh, right? Of Osaka. Another comment was angry at me for being negative. Right? I did a video, the first video this year. Was why I not going to enjoy like your stuff, mate? Are they? <laughs> well, like, the, yeah, I know. The last, the, the first video I made this year was why I don't like Japan at Christmas. And in that video, I talked about how <laughs> on the first day of Christmas, my true love got for me an asbestos mm. bath mat, right? A bath mm. mat filled with a toxic substance that causes lung cancer. And I talked about how angry and disappointed I was to discover my bath mat, which I've used for two years, was filled with asbestos. And this person was like, "This channel's so negative," and. I'm so disappointed. Why is he so unhappy? I've got <laughs> a fucking asbestos bath mat. What am I? I'm not, not going to be happy about a carcinogenic bath mat, am I? Oh, my no. God. I mean, to be fair, that is, I mean, that is a weird thing to base an entire YouTube video out. But, I mean, that wasn't <laughs> what you 
based it on. It was part of a video. That's part of the video. <laughs> it's part of it. But yeah, anyway, exactly. go and check that out. Get ready to lose your faith in humanity, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, why I'm the worst foreigner in Japan. It's on the second channel, Chris Abroad, because I didn't want to give the people the attention they deserve on the Abroad Japan channel. So there you go. We've got a story this week from uh, Brian. Brian says, hi, Chris and Pete. Lovely. I, have a, I don't. Have, I don't have much to go on here. Usually, we have a subject header for the for the for the story of the week. We've got nothing. We have just got Brian. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, Chris and Pete. I have a story for you that I think you'll enjoy. I went to Japan for the first time in 2016 with my mate and his girlfriend. We had a great time in Tokyo, Kamakura, and Osaka. However, Nagoya was a bit of a how's it going, which is Australian slang for sus or dodgy. I didn't know oh, that. Didn't know that at all. I didn't know that either. Um, I've just bit my tongue. Oh, one night. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be a pain. Over this is, yeah, you, you yeah. read it. Go on. I'm going yeah, to cry right. in the corner. Uh, one night we were bored. We had a bit of an issue. Oh, lordy. What a Wednesday. Um, one night we were bored and decided to have some drinks at the nearest bar we could find. There wasn't much in the area, but we found a four-story apartment block that had various signs out the front. The sign that caught our eyes was bright yellow and red eccentric club and the idea of going to a, a bar named such an odd manner seemed too good of an opportunity to turn down that is the great thing about japan there seems to be no rhyme or reason to the english word people seem to want to use for their bars they will just name their bars bar bollocks if they want to, and people will go because it's stupid we climb the stairs to the fourth floor where this eccentric extravaganza, uh, Bonza, was uh, situated. However, we, we became um, hesitant to enter as it all started to feel a bit strange. We agreed to do rock, paper, scissors to see who would go in first, check it out. And luckily, my mate lost, so we had to go in. My mate opens the door, walks in, and the door closes behind him. About five seconds later, he rushes out, and he has a very shocked look on his face. He then says to me, you have to open the door and see what's happening in there. Well, you'll regret it for the rest oh, of your God. life. I was taken aback, uh, but it had to be uh, good as we both have a dark sense of humor. So I, uh, we, I took the plunge and I entered the eccentric club. Um, <laughs> upon uh, entry, I saw five or six salary men standing at the bar, drinking beers and watching the stage. Uh, I then look at the stage to see one salary man bent over, no shirt on and a <laughs> collar and chain around his neck. Next to him is a mistress holding the chain with a whip in hand uh, that she is about to crack. They all turned to stare at me like I was interrupting their dinner, and the club is also dead silent at this point as well. I had no idea what to say, and out of shock, I said, do you sell cheap beers in Japanese? But I didn't wait to hear the answer as I hurried out of this very eccentric club. To do uh, today, to this day, um, I uh, wonder why I said what I did, uh, but I also wonder why a bunch of salary men were watching their mate get spanked while they sipped on the Sahi Super Dries. I would love to hear if any of your other viewers have had a similar experience to this, as it's one of the strangest things uh, I've seen in my life. Funnily <laughs> enough, I went uh, back a few years later to teach English in Nagoya and met my now wife there, so it's not all bad. Um, how did you meet her? That's the question. We are living in Melbourne. Someone got a whip in. Uh, this is so rude. Sorry. Uh, we are living in Melbourne. That's why I don't do the story at the start. This is why I don't read it out. Oh dear. We are living in Melbourne now, but we'll be moving back next year. Definitely not to Nagoya, though. Um, cheers for reading this email. Brian, I mean, you've said it before, Chris. Nagoya is regarded as being a bit boring, a bit grey. You've got to make your own entertainment. You've got to whip your friends. <laughs> Good God. I mean, that's that's the most exciting story I've ever heard coming out of Nagoya. <laughs> Good old eccentric club. It reminds me of that bar we Love went it. in once. It was like Bar Happy Christmas in Sendai. And you were like, go on, let's go in the club. And I was like, we're not going in. Yeah, you're going club. Let's go in club. Yeah. And you went down the stairs and there was just like a woman just it's singing karaoke, karaoke to a man. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you're like, let's go inside. I was like, no. It was beautifully done out, though. They clearly had a recent refit. And I love soft furnishings, Chris. I've said that on more than one occasion. (laughs) Well, I did go back to Sendai, to that that district in Sendai, uh, to Mm. uh, Bar Happy Christmas. It's gone. It's gone now. So clearly, didn't weather the storm of of COVID, Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately. But uh, well done, Brian. That is the best story to come out of Nagoya. If you've got a story from... The city of Nagoya, where dreams go to die. Let us know. Um, people get angry that I slag off Nagoya all the time, but it's, it's the butt of all jokes in Japan. It's sort of the Hartley pool <laughs> of Japan. Hey! <laughs> we got a story this week involving 7-Eleven, everyone's favourite convenience store. Uh, 7-Eleven's gone to war with one of its franchisee owners. Um, it seems in Japan there's a 7-Eleven on every corner. Now, on a single corner, in a working-class suburb of Osaka, there are two. Uh, Mitoshi Matsumoto, a franchisee, ran one of the two 7-Elevens until the chain revoked his contract in 2019 after he dared to shorten his operating hours, something 7-Eleven doesn't like. For over a year, his store sat empty as he and 7-Eleven battled in court. Finally, 7-Eleven got angry and decided to build a brand new 7-Eleven in the car park <laughs> of his 7-Eleven. Um, and they've oh, also no. hired a team of private investigators to watch his store, collecting grainy videos <laughs> that the company asserts shows him headbutting one customer and attacking another's car with a flying kick. It's also compiled a dossier of complaints against him, including one over a bungled giveaway of commemorative mayonnaise. God damn it. <laughs> what is he playing at? And now it says it plans to charge him for the cost of the building and the second shop next to his. Good God. A 7-Eleven war. And this is in the New York Times. <laughs> this is such a big story. Yeah. It's left the streets of Osaka and found its way to the New York Times. Um, what do you make of this, it's, Pete? What, what's well, I, going I, on? I, I, it's, I, I mean, I'm enjoying the fact that um, part of the uh, grist for the mill is a bungled commemorative ma- mayonnaise giveaway. <laughs> you know what I mean? mm. Where's my mayonnaise? It's like there's one of the list of complaints on, on the old rap sheet. Um, have you seen the pictures of this guy's uh, of this guy's 7-Eleven and the one they built in the guy's car park? Because obviously they own the land. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they just they, they slop down this. It looks like um, like a UN... Um, sort of uh, tent that they would put like refugees in or something. It does, doesn't but it? It's all branded up with the Seven Eleven stuff. It's incredible. It's so wonderfully petty uh, and so wonderfully silly. Um, I mean, I guess. Look, I, I mean, if he has an agreement in place on his contract that says you have to stay open twenty four seven, because that's the thing. Uh, well, you have to. You know, you kind of have to sort of uh, go in the spirit of that. Come hell high water or force majeure in the shape mm. of a of a COVID uh, epidemic outbreak. But um, yeah, an incredible bit of uh, one upmanship, an incredible bit of uh, kind of shit you'd call it in football <laughs> to uh, build a Seven Eleven in in a Seven Eleven's uh, garden, effectively. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Mr. Matsumoto, you know, he he ran it for seven years without any problems. He did it round the clock, um, but then it became sustainable. I think when his wife passed away of cancer in 2018, and so he kind of found it hard to hire people or whatnot. And keep mm. it open 24 hours. So you have to have some sympathy for him. But um, mm. fair play to him for going up against one of the most powerful companies <laughs> in Japan. Um, and yeah. shows right, you the anyway. ruthlessness of 7-Eleven. If you don't play ball, <laughs> they'll turn your car park into another shop. Um, <laughs> there's a great article. It's, it's called A Grudge Match in Japan. One corner, two 7-Elevens. You can find that on the New York Times. Meanwhile, back home in the UK, some British residents in the town of Walsall Woolsall aren't happy Ooh. about Ooh. 15 giant green 
plant pots that have been installed in the town centre because they look like Super Mario pipes, apparently. Um, as reported by the Birmingham Mail, the pots were brought and set up in a town using taxpayer money. It hasn't gone down well with the locals who say they're ugly and they look like Mario. It beggars belief, says local florist Andrea Loveridge. It makes the place look like something out of Super Mario Brothers. They look like those warp pipes. Mario jumps down. Loveridge, along with others who spoke to Birmingham Press, expressed frustration that the city was spending money on these warp pipes instead of trying to help local businesses in the times of COVID. Supermarket worker Sue Morrison explained that in a vibrant modern town, the Mario pipes might work. Um, this, this city is dilapidated and tired. These fun pots just look out of place. Good God. I mean, this, this reminds me of the, the, the good old squid story, public funds being used mm. in interesting ways sometimes to the detriment of the locals. How do you feel about the Super Mario pipes, Pete? What do you well, want I mean, in your town? I, 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 <laughs> jump for the down. Price of, I mean, I've been to Walsall, and I understand why uh, one would want to jump down a Super Mario pipe and take your chances in the sewer. But I am <laughs> of the opinion that, uh, obviously, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, or epidemic at the very least, and they're sort of saying that, uh, you know, it, it's uh, they, they should be supporting local businesses rather than um, making these planters. I mean, we're not talking about a massive infrastructure pro- pro- uh, project, and we're certainly not even talking about the a, a gigantic squid that costs two hundred thousand. We're talking about a couple of plant pots that they've painted garish colours in the town centre. Yes, they look stupid, but you know it's something in it. <laughs> like, I think I realise it's it's something. It's you look, you got, it's you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I think there's only one man <laughs> who's ready to go over and do a report on this. Walsall is not too far from where you are. It's probably a 90-minute journey. <laughs> Get up there, interview the Can't locals. Drive, take, drive, <laughs> he did mate. fail his driving <laughs> test, unfortunately, yeah. last week. Poor old Pete. But you've got a provisional. Get a friend in there, and you can drive it with, yeah. and not use the highways. Probably take three hours well, I mean, to get there. I, what I like, that they, they, they interviewed uh, local florist Andrea Loveridge, and she said it beggars belief. Yeah, beggars it's belief. Like, it's, it, but it's just kind of like, well... You're the florist. You should be supporting of planters. You should be supporting of people planting flowers, surely. Or maybe she sees it as a competition. I don't know. I, don't, I just hope uh, Nintendo don't discover this. As we know, Nintendo are ruthless <laughs> when it comes to copyright infringement. I fear <laughs> the town of Walsall, wherever that is, somewhere near Birmingham, would uh, not do very well up against the uh, the all-powerful Nintendo. Still want to go to the Nintendo theme park in uh, Osaka. Mm. I'd love to go. Uh, we'll be back in a moment after a quick break to the fax machine. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. What do we got then this week in the Facts Machine, Mr. Donaldson? Ross from Manchester has got in touch. Hiya, Pete. I have to mention the best host first. And Chris. Best I wonder host. why we chose this email. I'm oh. planning my first ever trip to Japan for some point in the near future. Um, and I'm hopefully going for just shy of a month. I'm hoping to visit some of the more off-the-beaten uh, path spots as well as the standard Tokyo tourist traps to get the most authentic experience of Japan during my stay. My question to Chris is how you manage to find all the exciting and unique places and attractions featured in your videos. Is it just scrolling through TripAdvisor or are there some uh, secret tricks of the trade to discovering the ryokans theme parks and love hotels you find yourself in thanks a lot chaps and all the best that is a very interesting point is it just ryotaro's little black book is it just natsuki giving you the the, the hot takes on where you should be going next the black book of ryotaro it's like, it's like <laughs> chairman mal's little red book i um i i don't i feel compelled not to answer given that the opening line oh. was hi pete have to mention the best host first I'm tempted to, yeah. to pass over it, but I'm in a good mood today because <laughs> I've got my coffee and I've just ordered some chicken wings. Um, I would say I for Journey Across Japan 3, Lost Islands, I did all the research for it over a period of one or two weeks. And honestly, I did just I, – I will look online. I'll sort of type in the area and see what they've got. I'll, I'll look in Japanese because that's where all the best stuff is typically, like all the hidden yeah. – abandoned places typically if you want to find them you need to sort of look for them in japanese um tip off some locals trip advisor i wouldn't advise they tend to not have much interesting stuff on there it's just the usual sort of tourist trap stuff um there's a Mm. good website called atlas obscura uh which compiles like weird or odd places in countries around the world and they've got quite a lot of great stuff uh, about japan in there atlas obscura they're always a good one but um yeah honestly it just takes a lot of research um a lot of painstaking work. For example, the Ryokan, the Japanese inn we stayed in on Journey Across Japan with the thousand-year-old log that uh, was amazing. That was literally just, I just went and looked through all the hotels in the town uh, until I found one that was interesting. So there's no quick quick way around it. Just lots of research, really, and passion. Yeah. 
Passion. That's what you need, Ross. <laughs> Google Translate. Get some passion. Japanese, presumably. Uh, we got one here from, <laughs> yeah, Google Translate. Got one here from TC Pearsall who says, um, Good day to you both, Master Chris and Pete. I work at a newspaper in a nearby town and I'm fascinated by how different countries approach reporting. From your experience, how would you describe the style of news coverage in Japan? Is it more sensationalist and entertainment centric like other Japanese television programs? Um, or is it lightly based like other mainstream news outlets or fairly even keel and fact based? Uh, your friend in Magical Hannibal, TC Pearsall. Friend in Magical Hannibal? What does that mean, Pete? Mm. Not, not a clue, to be honest. Magical <laughs> Hannibal. I wonder where it's Hannibal is. T.C. Pearsall. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't really read Japanese newspapers. Even now, I struggle to read them. The, the kanji is a little bit complicated and it's just stressful. But um, I tend to find there's less sen- sensationalist news. They don't have the sort of the ruthless tabloids that we have in the UK. Um, mm. That culture doesn't exist here as much. And interestingly, the Japanese media tend to toe the party line. They tend to not go against the government or criticise the government half as much as we do um, over in the UK or over in the US. Um, like there was a, a few years ago, the head of the NHK, the sort of BBC of Japan, which is supposed to be impartial to the government. The, 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 the prime minister at the time, Shinzo Abe, replaced the head of the NHK with a guy who was his friend, basically. And that destroyed mm. the, the integrity of the, uh, the, the NHK, basically. The NHK, and, and that's a shame, but... If you look I mean, at Japan, I mean, that's press pretty rankings. much what's happened with the BBC over here as well, to be fair. Yeah, I heard something <laughs> like that happened. Um, that's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, Japan, it doesn't fare as well as it used to on the press rankings, the free freedom of press. It's gone down right. in recent years. I think it's either 40th or 60th, the, 60th, the last time I checked. But uh, Not great for a developed nation, you would imagine. No, imagined. it's not. It's not good. But, uh, yeah, they, they have a history of just working with the government and um, not being critical of them as much. But... Uh, it, I think they've rounded on the current prime minister and his handling of the coronavirus recently and his popularity has plummeted to 30%, which isn't at all right. good. So I don't know. It depends on the situation, but it's uh, it's not as ruthless as the UK. Put it that way. Yeah, interesting. Um, we've got an email from, to round everything up, uh, Tara. Hello, Tara. Hi, Chris and Pete. My name is Tara and I'm from Mumbai in India. I travelled solo to Japan in February 2020 for a month where I had a fantastic time and I met some of the loveliest people who were always ready to help. For a couple of days, I went up to uh, Yakote check out the Kamakura Snow Festival. It was a remarkable experience. However, I appeared to be the only foreigner in this tiny town. Uh, once I was ready to return back to my hotel uh, at about 11pm, I discovered that there were no taxis or buses and people didn't really speak any English. While I was beginning to get a bit nervous, an old Japanese lady came up to me and escorted me back to a church where she booked me a taxi, gave me a sandwich from Family Mart and a train station map so that I could find my way back to the station for my train to Tokyo the next day. I was so touched by this kind gesture. So my uh, question for you is what is the kindest thing a stranger has ever done for you. Your podcasts are lovely to listen to, and I hope I can make it back to Japan soon. Tara, you have uh, touched my heart, so to speak, with your amazing story <laughs> about a lovely old lady. The kindest act by a Japanese stranger. As you say, the kindest mm. act by a Japanese person. Natsuki helped me with my car insurance once. That was nice. <laughs> oh, did he now? What's the oh, after God, imagine if, imagine if you, well, you said you've never had to make a claim, so he may have done it incredibly poorly. <laughs> Probably. I don't want to find out. I definitely don't want to find out. <laughs> kindest thing by a stranger. I mean, I don't know. What have you got any stories off the top of your head, Pete? 
I mean, I think just general kind of directional kind of stuff. Where's that over here? And and, and I just think um, the warmth and, and loveliness of the people, they just come and talk to you and stuff. So nothing in particular. Um, but if you are ever in trouble, um, don't worry. Someone will always be around to help. And none of them, well, some of them will be, none of them are murderers in, in, the, in the main. <laughs> just whistle and tap your feet together three times and the nearest yeah. Japanese person will come running. I think... Probably, I'm going to say, um, when I was in Genocross, Japan, I spent a day in Matsuyama, beautiful city, one of my favorite cities in Japan. And the challenge for that day was get shown around by a stranger. And I asked mm. Ryotaro if he knew anyone in the town. He had a good friend, uh, Kazuo, and uh, Kazu, and she was really nice. She, at the drop of a hat, at a moment's notice, she agreed to meet with us, which is very rare. Like... For someone in Japan to do something spontaneously like that is, is quite a rare thing. You've got to always book ahead in advance or whatnot. So, right. yeah, she came out the drop of hat and showed me around town. We had a great day. So I'm going to say, yeah, the David Kazu in uh, Matsuyama, which you can watch. It's a video called I Made Friends with a Stranger in a Japanese Town. I think it's worded better than that, but it sounds like that. It's, it's better than catchy, that. Catchy, catchy stuff. That's right. Go and check that Hit out. Hit that SEO, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I forget my title so easily. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Have you done 220 well, you, I, videos? Whenever we, do, whenever we do the shows, I um, I edit the show and I put it up, so if there's mm. ever a, an F up that, that direction, it's usually me or possibly our hosting platform. But um, Chris always sends the titles afterwards and he writes these kind of very sort of like attention-grabbing titles. But the one, the dummy ones I put in before he turns up are uh, oh, quite frequently quite offensive. <laughs> oh, I dread to think. We've, we've, we've let you title the podcast about three or four times. <laughs> oh no you know what though i i don't know whether i include it in the last one but you remember we were talking about the uh uh the 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 loss of uh, ramune the uh yeah and i think i think you gave me a title but i think it was originally titled ramune on the run <laughs> question mark <laughs> would you drink japan's most popular soda and i thought that was a very crisp broad title but you uh you put a, a different one in instead <laughs> shot you down i'm learning i think I'm learning i, I the, the the thing i always go for is to make sure everyone knows what it is i try and approach right. marketing japan as like imagining that the listener or the viewer doesn't know what i'm talking about i think like what right. would my family would they be lost pandering. if i rubbing a rubbing pandering Pandering you're basically to... calling the, all of the audience silly billies who don't know anything. That's yeah. exactly what you're saying. Especially my family <laughs> and friends. Especially. <laughs> Keep the stories, uh... questions, comments coming into a broad Japan <laughs> podcast at gmail.com, guys. We'll be back in the next few days for the next episode. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the next few days, and we'll see you on Wednesday or Sunday, because I don't know what day it is. As oh, always, what day is it, Pete? What's the next one? I can't remember. I think just as bad as I am. <laughs> Just as bad. No. It's Sunday. See you then. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah. 